Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. Well, there was breaking news out of Washington, D.C. this afternoon that Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker, has called for an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Uh, All the controversy surrounding the president and his son and their criminal dealings, quite honestly, with bribery scandal, going back to the time in which he was vice president, is now going to all the committee hearings in the Judiciary Committee that Congressman Jim Jordan has been hosting along along with Congressman Comer. Uh, That evidence is going to be presented in this impeachment hearing without doubt. But if for no other reason, the president needs to be impeached because of the immigration invasion by illegals that are pouring over our southern border. And that's what we're going to talk about this segment. Uh, Next week, we'll talk about the impeachment as it's going forward in the U.S. House of Representatives. But tonight, we're going to talk about the illegal immigration invasion that's taking place. Not just hundreds of thousands, now up into the millions, who have entered this country illegally without being vetted properly by the federal authorities. And Texas literally is trying to have separation buoys on the Rio Grande River and razor wire to keep them out because their communities are being inundated. But folks, it's not just a Texas or an Arizona or California problem. The problem stems all the way here to Ohio. With us on the phone is State Representative Scott Wiggum. He's about to introduce legislation to address the illegal immigration problem in the state of Ohio. But let's listen to what happened, because it's now a criminal problem, and it's causing injury and death. Uh, these people are, you know, this isn't really a problem, and these people have been trafficked by the drug cartels. Now we call them the human trafficking drug cartels, bringing these illegals into the country in the dead of night. But let's, let's listen to what happened in Springfield, Ohio, on the first day of school as a bus was toppled over by a legal driver. Uh, it was an illegal immigrant, a Haitian, that didn't have a driver's license. The bus crashed, and an 11-year-old died. Let's go to that segment. Now to developing news out of Springfield, the driver of a minivan which crashed into a school bus, killing a child, is charged with vehicular homicide. Police say yesterday, 35-year-old Hermanio Joseph's minivan collided with a Clark County Elementary School bus. One child died, more than 20 were injured. Police say Joseph did not have a valid driver's license. Also, you've seen the news in the last uh, 10 days, now it's going on 12 days, tomorrow will be 13. Uh, a fugitive uh, that's still on the lam in Pennsylvania, extremely dangerous. He now has a fire weapon. As of last night, he broke into a house. Uh, the resident of the house had to protect themselves with their own firearm. He stole a 22 rifle with a scope. Uh, let's listen to this dispatch report from last night. This is in Pennsylvania, another illegal immigrant uh, that's already been convicted of murder and now has uh, escaped from prison and is out there uh, in, the, in the open. Let's listen to that piece. 
Uh, EMS to 100 South of Kreiser, 100 South of Kreiser, injured officer. Let's be burned to the face. Central all units from this command post. Actor description, Hispanic male, roughly 30 years of age, 5 foot, currently shirtless and blue pants. Subject known to have a 22 cutoff rifle with a scope and a flashlight and 10 round magazine. That is a report out of Pennsylvania on a dispatch line last night as this illegal immigrant that uh, was convicted of murder uh, has, is now out on the streets, and they've not been able to uh, apprehend him in the last 12 days. State Representative Scott Wiggum, you know that this is a real problem, and you're, you're ready to address it here in the state of Ohio because illegal immigrants are pouring into our communities by federal authorities. They're packing them into our communities, and it's a real problem. Your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, thank you, Chris, uh, and I, I appreciate uh, you having me on today. And yes, besides the fact that Congress is finally looking at uh, uh, impeaching the person, you know, the 10% for the big guy, uh, this is the other issue, and you are exactly right, um, that is going to, it's not just huge now, it's going to get even worse. And and why I say that is because uh, our best estimates is that there's 8.6 million um, illegal uh, immigrants uh, coming in to the country. But here's what's happening that makes this so vile, uh, and, then make, and it's going to make this a powder keg in the next uh, few years. Not only are we on track to have more illegal aliens come into this country in Biden's four years, that's 8.6 since Biden got, up, got into office, in Biden's four years, then the population of the state of Ohio. Okay, we've known this probably for over a year now that that's what's coming into the United States of America. Seven million of those, nearly seven million, are folks that come in, and the Biden administration has allowed them to come in, uh, and they've said, oh, I'm claiming asylum. And the Biden administration gives them a court date. That average court date now is beyond five years out. And we know that 90% of these are found um, not uh, illegal asylees, and they're sent back. So that's the real big sleeper problem that we have right now. But one, about 1.7 million of these are gotaways, meaning, meaning they, they knew that these people entered, they saw them enter, and they couldn't catch them. Okay, and so they marked them up as gotaways. Now, here, here's the, the individual that I, uh, in, in, um, in Springfield. What I found out, and I am uh, pursuing more information, but it hasn't been easy. Um, the, the individual, because what we found out is that individual had a state ID. So I'm diving into this saying, what is happening and how does this happen? That individual, as, as what I know right now, had a I-95 federal form. And the, the, the I-95 is a form that they give somebody who may either be refugee or asylum seeker. Now, what's going on with the asylum seeker? How is Biden breaking the law? How is the Biden administration breaking the law with the asylum seeker fact? Is what, they're, what they've stated, what, what has been stated in the past, is if you come through a port of entry, and we've all seen, oh, I forget who it was, he had a, he had a conversation uh, on the House floor with um, um, and uh, enlightened her to the federal code section that if you want an asylum in America, you have to apply for it through a port of entry, not through a uh, not through a hole in the gate, uh, not through an open gate uh, at the at the southern border, but you have to apply through, for, uh, for it through a port of entry. And so there were a number of things that prohibited people from just coming in um, while they were waiting for that asylum. Uh, uh, but that's not the case anymore. People are given basically an ID form from border security um, that they gather as much information, they give it to the individual and let that in individual go free in the United States of America. 
Okay, so that is what we're dealing with. And this I-95, I don't know exactly what the status is, um, but most likely we may be looking at a Silee, a Silee seeker status. And that's why you're having so many people not understand really what's going on, because a lot of people are really sympathetic. Oh, a Silee seeker, a Silee seeker. That's not the case. We know, um, the coyotes know, everyone knows that saying, hey, I'm a Silee seeker, uh, automatic, whether you can speak English or not, automatically, with the Biden administration, gets you a free ticket in the United States, which is an illegal process, because you have to go through a port of entry. You can't just simply walk in. So that's number one. But that's what let, we're dealing let me, with right Let me now. stop you there just for a minute, Scott, because I think connecting the dots here, then we see the federal authorities uh, then pouring millions of dollars for these people to be housed. Uh, and we have a, a report from... Um, uh, Bertie Marino, who was in New York City and the old Roosevelt Hotel that has over a thousand rooms, and he says uh, six thousand dollars a month they're paying for uh, each each of these uh, families in there. But see, they're housing them, and when they're housing them, because they come across the border in the dead of night, when they do uh, uh, process them into buses and this kind of thing, and they bring them in, like you're saying, they're giving them the golden ticket. They're not asking them any questions; they're just giving it to them. They're giving them that I ninety five. Asylum seeker form, and they know that that would protect them, insulate them from any kind of state or other federal law that would have these people deported or through a different process because they've come in illegally. Scott, you're breaking news on this program because a lot of our listeners did not know this. I did not know this until you told me the other day. Uh, this is great stuff that you're doing here in the state of Ohio. It's needing to be done. Uh, I'm reading here out of the Springfield News. The dozens of residents who poured into city council and asking, demanding their city council, what are you doing? Because they found out what happened. Everybody's outraged of what happened with that bus with the 11-year-old and the other children that were injured. And these are parents, and they're coming in, and they're saying, what are you doing? And then the, the councilman puts up his hands, oh, no, 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 we're not a sanctuary city. We never voted for that. Well, it's like, well, you're practicing one in practice, a sanctuary city in Springfield. So they're on the hot seat down there. So the attention you're bringing to this issue is desperately needed. Thank you for it. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. But the, the federal government does everything they possibly can to obfuscate and hide these individuals and make sure that you don't know exactly how they're doing this. But that's what they've done. They've, they've not just liberally interpreted the law. They are not following the law because we know what the process is, and they're doing this on purpose. So, so what's happening is you're absolutely right. Uh, we've got cell phones. We've got uh, food. We've got places to stay, all being paid for by the American tax taxpayer, okay? Uh, you know, why we're talking about people that can't afford groceries coming off of Social Security. I mean, this is all happening at the same time. And I think it's a little bit more nefarious because I think what's going to happen is um, we know that this that this is this is becoming a uh, powder keg right now, but it's a but it's a time bomb because because when we find out when the court hearings come up and these people are not granted asylum because they don't show up for their court hearing, they will be here illegally, and then the fight will be at that point in time. This could be a year, two years out. The fight at that point in time will be, oh, you know, they've been here for two years, they've been here for three years. We should just make them uh, um, citizens, and that, and you've seen that there will be a redo of what we just looked at during the early Trump administration, and that's what we're going to be finding uh, going forward. 
forward. So states have got to take action, but the federal government's doing everything they possibly can to stop. As you know, they've gone after Greg Abbott and tried to stop him, too. Um, I, I mean, I, I know that he's, uh, I know that the Texas governor's tried to do some things. The federal government is, is suing him every step of the way. Well, and the courts aren't giving the feds uh, um, satisfaction. The first federal judge did. Uh, but then it got turned around and reversed. So there's a battle through the courts right now, and Texas is fighting. But, folks, we're talking about Ohio. We're talking about these people here. And then our neighbor to the to the east, uh, Pennsylvania, they've got a murderer on the run. They've not been yep. able to apprehend him. And listen, these people are desperately um, nervous, uh, and they're criminal, and they're, and they're dangerous. And now it's extremely dangerous because he's obtained a rifle. Uh, you know, he's already injured a police officer. There's other things that are going on. So, I mean, you know, this is really a crisis, and that's why we're addressing it here on News in Focus. We're talking with State Representative Scott Wiggum. Scott, uh, your colleagues, are they aware and alerted to this information that you're uh, sharing with our audience? Well, I think some are. Um, some are, and a group of us are trying to put a few bills together, and I can tell you a little bit about that, but I don't want to say too much in depth, but we are looking at uh, several bills that will that will look at this uh, issue and try to work around what the federal government tries to prohibit us from doing. Uh, like right now, I'm trying to find out if we can deny license to people who can't speak English or can't read English. Um, you know, that was one of the big issues in Springfield. The person didn't speak or read English whatsoever. Um, and, um, and so, you know, you know, can we do that? We don't even know because the 995 form is supposedly supposed to be good, but we don't ever get checkups like something sent to us saying that, oh, by the way, they didn't show up for their court hearing, so no, they're no longer here legally. And that's going to be the problem that but, we're going to be But here's the with. problem. They begin entering our country by breaking our laws. They break right. our laws in so many ways, and then people think, well, when they get here, they're going to start obeying the laws. No, we can see it case in point with the murderer that's on the run in Pennsylvania. We can see the illegal driver down there who killed an 11-year-old boy, a vehicular homicide. That's what he's being charged with. And, folks, it could be you. And, and you got to tell you, Scott, my wife and I were driving the streets of Akron, and we saw somebody, and it was, it was, it was Hispanic. And, you know, at first you don't think much about it. And then the next thing you know, he's looking around. He doesn't know how to drive. I, I said to my wife, I said, he's illegal. He doesn't have a driver's license. Let's, let's be careful here. You know what they always say, watch out for the other guy. Uh, you Because know, next, folks, it could be you next. And this is the problem. When they start breaking one law by coming into your country in the dead of the night, they're not going to obey our laws. And, and so, you know, this is what is going to be a drain on the system. And that's what Bernie Marino was reporting in New York City you know, of a thousand rooms all packed with illegals. Now the mayor of New York City is crying for funds. He said it's going to kill this city. Think about that. A Democratic mayor uh, is right. that this is going to kill our city. Well, what did they think was going to happen when, as you pointed out, 8.6 million illegals over the last number of years pouring over our borders, many of them on the terror list, the ones they've been able to catch were actually on our terror list. So, you know, yesterday we recognized the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. Uh, God help us and protect us, but look, we're not being we're not being smart about it in protecting ourselves. Your thoughts, Representative? Well, there, there's two things. You're absolutely right. There's there's been 70 known terrorists that they've caught since last fiscal year. That's just October to to uh, to this year, and then the last 11 months. But let me let me say this: the vast majority of individuals that are entering right now claiming asylum are single military aged men. 
okay? So you have to understand that this is a big deal. And when somebody says, well, you know, immigrants uh, create less, um, uh, uh, they break less laws. I mean, I, I don't know if you've heard that argument. We do not calculate at the state level in our state jails and in, the, in state prisons uh, immigra- immigra- immigrant numbers or in our local jails. We don't calculate those numbers. Um, I've got a bill. We're going to start doing that and asking those questions, and we're going to start getting this information. Number two, in federal prison, prison they do. And this is these are numbers that were long before Biden got into office. I'm talking seven to eight years ago. The numbers were three out of uh, three out of ten federal inmates were here in the United States unlawfully. Okay, thirty percent unlawfully. So that is far bigger than what we believed their numbers to be. So they they are um, they are they far out populate the jail for the population that's here in the United States. Now, that's only going to get worse as the the floodgates have been opened. We're talking with State Representative Scott Wiggum. We're talking about the illegal immigration invasion that's happening in our country and now in the state of Ohio, and it's becoming a problem that it's in the headlines. Springfield, Ohio, with this bus crash. Uh, And now, uh, Scott, they're going to be reviewing how our school children ride buses as if that was the issue. The issue was the illegal alien with no driver's license who who created the crash that that killed the 11-year-old. That's why he's being cited with... Uh, vehicular homicide and the injuries also caused by the other students. Uh, you, know, th- his, you know, that's a little bit of insanity here. You know, it's like, no, we've got to reverse what we do in the state of Ohio. No, what about dealing with the problem that's come in, which is the illegals that are pouring in and that, that don't, have, don't know English, don't have an education, don't have a driver's license, don't have uh, a hosting family. This is a problem. Well, and, and, and l- let me tell you, um, it is true. There's there's some of us that are working on these bills and putting this out, but th- this is pretty per, per, um, pervasive. Uh, it's a it's a big problem, and a lot of individuals are not connecting the dots. In in Ohio's budget that was just passed, I voted against it, and I voted against it because, in my opinion, there was a poison pill, a hundred million dollar uh, low income housing tax credit. Okay, this is not HUD housing because HUD housing would check the credentials of individuals in that housing to make sure that they're uh, here illegally or they're or they're citizens. Uh, low income housing tax credits do not. There's no check whatsoever on on the individuals that are going to be living there. So if you're if you're saying, oh, there's a housing crisis, let's put more money into low income housing. We we just right now for the next ten years are putting $100 million back into something that will allow illegal aliens to live in the state of Ohio. Uh, no checks needed. So my problem is is we're going to have to start connecting these dots um, a little bit better. Members here are going to have to start getting on this, and I think the pressure is going to build because it's going to build from the public first. When we consider what's happening here, and as you said, this is only going to get worse, we're just starting to see the reports, and this is where the public's becoming aware of what's uh, being published in the papers. We're going to have the Springfield News article where dozens of citizens um, poured into city council and basically giving city council what for, what they were doing, uh, and basically they held signs that said the following, uh, stop human trafficking, we did not vote for this, save our children. Bus number 19 in memorial of uh, the 11-year-old right. and the other uh, students were injured. Save Springfield. Stop housing illegals. Uh, those folks came in, and, of course, the 
you know, the, 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 the mayor stands up and says, well, one at a time now and register to speak. It's like, come on. Right. It's like, hey, the folks are angry and for a good reason and they want to get their point across. That's what the public forum's all about, Mr. Mayor. We don't have to register. I mean, this is ridiculous in some of these city council meetings. I believe in order. I believe in that, certainly. And you ought to have your time before the microphone. Uh, but they, these folks were coming in with passion and, and for a good reason. And they said, uh, you know, we didn't vote for this. And is this you're practicing this as a sanctuary city here in Springfield? So it's hot and heavy down there in Springfield. But there's other communities that are uh, beginning to address the same kind of problems, Scott. And so they're going to be dealing with it in Ohio, unfortunately. Correct, you, Chris. You're absolutely correct. And the state legislature has has got to put some things forward, not just calculating the problem that we're going to have, but making it so that we have jobs for um, citizens of Ohio and for people that are here legally in Ohio and making sure that we have, don't have jobs being taken by illegal aliens that will lower wages when they come in. Um, we're going to start calculating. I, we need to start calculating uh, how many emergency visits and what we're paying for within Medicaid um, um, in our hospitals. Uh, the, all of these things are going to come to the forefront. We're going to be probably be debating these soon. Well, that you know, just that's it. It's going to be a drain on our system with uh, you know the hospitals and with medical uh, and just our social services. Uh, you budget for that for Ohioans, not for illegals that are pouring over the border. Uh, my my grandparents came in legally. They came through in through process. They had a hosting family. They began working right away. These folks are coming in and they want to be on the public dole. They want to get some kind of free ticket, and they're getting a free ticket from the Biden administration, as you said. Uh, so we want to hear more about the asylum seeker form that's being passed out like candy to these people uh, so that uh, local authorities and the states and the feds can't uh, basically do anything about it. But Congress is moving forward with impeachment, as we said at the beginning of this broadcast. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, has called for an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. So the Biden administration now is under impeachment watch, and so we're going to be watching that carefully in Washington as well. Uh, Scott, will there be a resolution coming out of the State House that would support the impeachment inquiry in the Congress? That, that is a great question. Uh, I have not heard any conversation on that, but I think that that would be a, a good uh, that would be a good res res uh, resolution. So Absolutely. We up. need to back up uh, Congressman Jim Jordan and our other congressmen uh, that are uh, pushing this forward and fighting the corruption within the Biden administration. We need to back them up with a resolution. That's uh, uh, this. I just came up with that idea <laughs> because it's all breaking news, and I know that you'll be on the forefront of that. I appreciate it. Uh, Scott, how can people reach you if they want to, uh, more information on this information uh, on illegal immigration in the state of Ohio? Well, they can call my office. Um, they can call my office. Uh, I, I don't have the number with me, but they can call my office. Look, look for me up online. If you Google Scott Wiggum, W-I-G-G-A-M, uh, you'll get my number. Uh, you'll get my email, and uh, and they can and we'll be putting out information from uh, from that point of view. Absolutely, and folks, I'm going to put that link on our website as well, and go there and contact Congress. Uh, excuse me, uh, Representative Scott Wiggum. And uh, let him know that you heard the broadcast, that you're concerned as well, and any support that he needs on the legislation that he'll be working on. Scott, thanks so much for being my guest today on the program. Hey, thank you, Chris. Thank you for all the good work you're doing. God bless you, my friend. And you too. Well, again, I mean, this is an important issue, and it's, it's going to be one that doesn't go away. And we're going to have that information up on our website. 
Uh, also, uh, we're going to next week deal extensively on the impeachment inquiry of President Joe Biden. And uh, so we'll have a lot of information about that and, of course, what the charges will be. But you've heard the investigative reporting that Congress has been conducting in uh, Congressman Jim Jordan's Judiciary Committee, also in Congressman Comer's committee. Uh, Basically, the bank records, they have a ton of evidence. We hear from the political left, there is no evidence. Now they've changed that narrative to say, There's no uh, distinctive uh, evidence, so they've kind of changed their narrative because they know that there's evidence. There's the bank records uh, of basically the payments from the various foreign entities going into the Biden crime family. We're going to lay that all out for you in next week's program. But stay tuned. We're going to hear about a grassroots effort to oppose Issue 1, the radical abortion ballot measure on the November ballot. We're going to be talking with Seth Dreyer of Create Equal. And if you're wanting to volunteer to go door-to-door to oppose Issue 1, stay tuned. We have a lot of good information for you. Don't go away. We'll be right back. In the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home. My community means everything to me. It helps shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from. And as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here. Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard. Talk to your local recruiter or visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Johnette Cruz, and I'm a busy mom. Then a friend told me about TrustBlueReview.com, a new website powered by the Christian Blue Network. She uses it to find trusted Christian-owned businesses. I checked it out, read the helpful reviews, and found a great family dentist. Now I use TrustBlueReview for all my family's needs. For peace of mind, do what I did. Visit TrustBlueReview.com or download their free mobile app from your app store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Review. Will my kids like this dentist? Can I trust this mechanic? Who's a good choice for my upcoming remodel? I found businesses I can trust from TrustBlueReview.com. This company rebuilt our deck and renovated our bathroom. I'd highly recommend them to anyone looking to hire an honest contractor. The best dentist experience I've ever had. It's now easy to find trusted businesses in my community that have the same Christian values as my family. It all starts at TrustBlueReview.com or download their app in the App Store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Okay, and we're back. We're going to be talking with Seth Dreyer from Created Equal. We're going to be talking about a grassroots campaign to vote no on Issue 1. This is the radical abortion ballot measure that will be on the November 7th ballot. And folks, we as Pro-Life Ohio must defeat it. We must pull out all the stops to make sure that our family, friends, and neighbors know to go vote no on Issue 1. Created Equal, of course, is a wonderful pro-life organization that brings the victimization imagery uh, to our college campuses and to uh, the streets and byways and engages with people on the street about uh, the horrific 
results of abortion. And that's what we're going to talk about on this program, is how we're going to be able to communicate with others about what Issue 1 is really all about. Because it is about legalizing abortion on demand in the state of Ohio, rolling back uh, Ohio back to the dark days of Roe v. Wade. You'll remember a year ago, June, in the decision by the U.S. Supreme Court in the Dobbs decision, overturned Roe of 49 years of abortion on demand. Now that decision has gone to the states, and pro-life groups across the the country are now battling this uh, with abortion interest, trying to put into state constitutions, uh, essentially Roe v. Wade, uh, abortion on demand. It would legalize abortion to the ninth month of pregnancy. It would take away all of our parental rights and notification. All of our pro-life laws of our 20-week abortion ban, our heartbeat law, the ban on Down syndrome children, uh, that abortion ban would be gone. Uh, all of it would be wiped off the books, and there's nothing that the Ohio legislature or the governor or any elected official would be able to do anything because it would be in our state constitution. Well, that's only going to happen if a majority of Ohioans vote yes on Issue 1 in, on November 7th, and we can't let that happen. With me on the phone is Seth Dreyer. Again, he works at Created Equal. Seth, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, Chris. It's a privilege to be here. Well, thank you so much for the work you do at Created Equal with Mark Harrington and the team, uh, working with young people to engage their generation, uh, talking one-on-one about the all-important issue of life in the womb. Well, we've got quite a task in front of us. The poll numbers currently do not favor us, but I do believe in miracles and that we have time uh, to convince enough Ohioans who are going to the polls in November to vote no on issue one. I think, essentially, uh, many people need to know that their parental rights uh, that they currently have will be in great jeopardy if issue one was to pass. Also, it would legalize uh, painful late-term abortion. A majority of Ohioans do not favor late-term abortion, where they may be in favor of early-term abortion. They're not in favor of late-term abortion. In fact, our ban on partial birth abortion would also be wiped off the books. Explain to our audience how that's possible with this abortion ballot language. Well, this is what's so intriguing. So you mentioned earlier, Chris, you know, this would take us back to the dark ages of Roe versus Wade. And strictly speaking, it goes back to even a darker age, right? Because Roe versus Wade, as problematic as it was, had some benchmarks for how you could limit some abortions. Here's the major problem. In Michigan, just last year, Proposition 3, just like our Issue 1, they were saying, hey, we're going back to common sense, Roe versus Wade, you know, to some abortion, not really, uh, not on demand forever, but just, you know, some limited abortion back to before the Supreme Court struck down Roe versus Wade. And we just saw now the suite of bills they're introducing to took away every single pro-life law there has been in the state to make abortion legal on demand for anyone, and even discussion about having taxpayer funding for it. So what we see is this is extreme radical movement for abortion through all nine months of pregnancy. Uh, As Rick Santorum said, nine-pound babies being aborted, having them be injected with a drug to cause a heart attack, giving birth to them after they have been killed. It's barbaric. And as you say, it has consequences for so many things for families, right? We're talking protect children, protecting pre-born babies from purposefully being killed in the womb. We're also talking about that, that demonic clause in there, if you read the issue language, it says, we want to put these things in the Constitution. You have a fundamental right to this laundry list of things, five things, but it says including but not limited to these five things. 
There's a lot there to unpack, Chris, and I'm sure your listeners know about this, but when you say including but not limited to, you're making it wide open, right? So really anything that falls under the broad banner of reproductive issues would become part of our state constitution, which leads to a lot of questions. So kids, children could have secret abortions their parents never know. They could pursue perhaps sex change surgeries, puberty blockers. So much is an option here. And people say, oh, come on. That silly never happens. Look at Cincinnati, a 22-year-old soccer coach, 20 years old, got a girl on the soccer team pregnant, had her get an abortion. Parents never knew about it. And this would allow that by law that she could have that with parents never being involved. This is very dangerous, even for people who are pro-choice. I mean, I meet a lot of people who think abortion is okay in the first trimester. I ardently disagree with them. But they agree with me that children should not be getting secret abortions without their parents knowing it. That's common ground, common sense. Issue one is extreme, barbaric, must not pass. We're talking with Seth Dreyer of Created Equal. We're talking about the radical abortion ballot measure. We've been telling you for months now that it's coming. We tried to put a firewall up against it on issue one on August 8th. Unfortunately, we were not successful in that effort. 1.3 million Ohioans did vote our way, but uh, it was not enough. And so here we are. It's going to be a simple majority vote on November 7th ballot. And so, folks, that's why you must urge everyone in your family, friends, and circle of influence to get out and vote no on issue one. Don't wait for some campaign or somebody to to, uh, pass something out to you in church. You need to start today to encourage and inform people using this broadcast. We will have it up on our website. You can also share it by way of email that we send out to our list. If you're not on our email list, you can join it by going to our website at ohioca.org or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. You'll see the sign-up for our email list. Uh, We'll send this program out to you, and you can forward it to family and friends. We'll also have links about the volunteer effort to go door-to-door. And soon, the Ohio Christian Alliance will have a bulletin insert of Vote No on Issue 1 that can be passed out in your local church and to your congregation. Uh, Seth, this is a great idea that you folks have with going door-to-door. This is a volunteer effort, and uh, you're using the i360 phone app uh, that is very helpful and useful. Tell us about the door-to-door program. You've already had several training sessions, and you're going to have some more. Tell the folks about the uh, door-to-door effort. Well, this is, I think, as you were alluding to earlier, Chris, critical a critical time for us, right? It's our Daniel moment, our Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego moment. If we will not stand up when the lives of babies through all nine months are at risk, when the lives of minors are at risk, when will we stand up? And so what I think is so exciting here is this is not just a time for the influential leaders of our day, for the state lawmakers. It is our average citizens who are voting on this, and so it's average citizens who must be engaged. Anyone who's listening, I don't care how old or young you are, I don't care if you feel that you are someone who is good at conversation or not, we just need anyone who's willing to raise your voice because you care about these image bearers of God to do something. What you do is really pretty simple. We have kind of two main things that we're encouraging everyone to do right now. It's something that really anyone can do and that is go knock on doors. We know that the reason we are not looking so we have, the reason the polls do not look favorable is because of the way it's been packaged. I was on the street when they were getting signatures for this amendment for issue one in November, and it's shocking what they tell people. They were telling people that if you, do not, if you don't pass issue one, you cannot get care after miscarriage. A blatant lie. It is not an abortion to remove a dead baby, 
every doctor who is a doctor who is worth his salt will give you care after miscarriage because you are caring for someone whose baby has passed away. It's not an abortion. But they're trying to use this Trojan horse of miscarriage care and even saying, you know, you need this amendment to continue your own pregnancy, which is really a twisted one, saying you need this for these things. So people are voting or saying, yes, I'll vote for it. For those things that are not needed, you don't need this amendment for. So what we need people to do is just go knock on doors and answer it. Give give the truth. It's really pretty simple. So we have a one-stop shop for anyone in the state who wants to go knock on doors and talk to neighbors and tell them to vote no. It's really pretty simple. If they go to createdequal.org slash issue one, that's the one as the digit one, createdequal.org slash issue one, there's a very simple contact form in there. You can tell us if you want to door knock, if you want to make phone calls, what counties will be involved in, and we'll connect you to local leaders we have around the state. Statewide, we have a lot of leaders becoming excited to step up and lead volunteers into the field to get them plugged in to knock on doors. And we have the app on your phone that will give you the list of doors to knock on, a script to read. Everything you need is right there. We have a training video you can watch, about five minutes long. Really, it's a one-stop shop. All you need to watch really quickly and get going. And we have a network around the state we're building to help you do it. So that's the first thing, door knocking. I'll come back to phone banking in a moment. But just one more word on door knocking. I just think you cannot underestimate, you can't overestimate, I'm sorry, the power of having someone at your door with one of our leaflets that has the actual issue language on it explaining to you how dangerous it is. We see every day people saying, now that I understand, I'm going to vote no on issue one. So that we can do this. We just need people, God's people in Ohio, to stand up and say, I will put my name on the line. I will knock on doors to save babies. That's a a great program, and I like the opportunity. If if someone couldn't do the door knocking, they can do the phone bank, and maybe they have some disability or they have some reason why they can't be going out door-to-door. The phone bank is also a very effective way to reach voters, and there's a way in which they show you how to do that. So, again, we're going to put this link up on our website as well. It will be in the email we're sending out. But give that information, again, at Created Equal, of how people sign up. Uh, that's the website. You would go and fill out a fillable form. They will not- you, notify you by email, and you indicate whether you want to do door knocking or phone banking against Issue 1, the radical abortion ballot measure. So, uh, Seth, give that information again. Absolutely. So it's a really simple form. You go to createdequal.org slash issue one. That's the digit one. Createdequal.org slash issue one. We'll get that information. We have regional field directors around the state, so we will connect wherever you are, depending on what county you're in. We'll connect you with someone nearby who's already mobilizing volunteers. Because you don't want to wait on the people here in Columbus, wherever we're located. We have leaders around the state who will plug you in and we'll say, okay, come to my Saturday event. I'm going to show you. We'll, we'll do this together, make it really simple for you. And phone banking is very similar, where, again, we'll get you plugged in. It's the I6, I'm sorry, I360Walk is the app for door knocking, I360Call for phone banking. You just call people. It's going to give you, have you, it'll generate the call for you. Again, there's a script. You explain to people. Really, what we're doing is really simple. We don't have to coerce anyone, manipulate. We have the truth on our side. All we need to do is share a couple of very simple truths. Here are three to put in your tool belt. When you talk to anyone, say, did you know issue one will legalize abortion up to the moment of birth? So full-term babies, painful, late-term abortions, baby feels pain, that will be legal. Did you know that? Share with them how it would endanger minors and eliminate parent parental consent. Because children, the problem with this ballot initiative, there's so many problems, 
but it says every individual has a right to abortion, not those over 18, every individual. And that means, again, children, young children, minors, could have secret abortions, parents never knowing. So share with them that information. And many people, I think, say that's too far. Again, Chris, I want all abortion to be banned. But I know, as a matter of fact, that if issue one fails, abortion is still legal in Ohio, but regulated, limited, with some common sense limitations we all agree to. But if issue one passes, it is legal and unregulated, dangerous for babies, dangerous for moms. This is really, really bad. So if we can explain these things to common people, knock on doors, make phone calls, it will change them one vote at a time. Early voting begins October 11th. Uh, The election is November 7th. So, folks, time is urgent that we get out and work on this. So if you want to be a volunteer, this is what the Ohio Christian Alliance is urging, that you get involved with this grassroots door-to-door and phone bank opportunity against Issue 1 that would legalize painful late-term abortion. It would endanger minors. It would remove parental rights. So let's talk about that with parental rights. You say, well, how would it remove parental rights? Well, Seth just gave you one example. And so if you were to be the victim of this, and I've been at the state house where these parents have come in and their children were given hormone-changing drugs by local school counselors without their permission and, and transitioning their children without their knowledge, giving them these very dangerous hormone uh, transitioning gender uh, transitioning drugs, and their parents did not know. You would have no recourse. Uh, Currently, you have laws in Ohio that we've passed at the Ohio State House, thanks to the legislature over the years, strong parental rights in the state of Ohio. That would be wiped out with issue one. But again, you say, well, the commercial didn't say anything about that. Listen, wake up, folks. I'm going to say you right now. I want to I want to reach the radio and kind of shake you a little bit. These people are lying to you. They're lying to you. You know, there is no uh, a prohibition right now of, um, you know, of stillborn children and these kinds of things. They're using that to lie to you to try to get abortion passed. And who's behind this? The ACLU, the radical ACLU, abortion doctors, abortion industry is behind this. They want abortion legal. They make, they make millions of money off of abortion, okay, the bloody industry of abortion. They want this passed in Ohio. They don't want any prohibition in Ohio or any other state. So wake up already. They have millions of dollars pouring in across the country from liberal interests, from California, New York, and other places, and even internationally. In August, we faced a a Swiss billionaire, which, by the way, according to a Tucker Carlson report, is probably breaking laws of money laundering to, to affect elections in the United States. But don't expect any help from the Biden administration. Because they're the ones who are supporting these kinds of people, folks. We don't have any sheriff in town to stop that from happening. The only way that we can stop it is by truth and knowledge. And what we're telling you today is absolutely the truth. Don't wait and then see this pass and you say, oh, my God, what happened? What happened was that the Ohioans were not paying attention in November of 2023, and now abortion in the ninth month of pregnancy, a barbaric uh, uh procedure would be legal in the state of Ohio. Don't let that happen. Get out there. Vote no on issue one. Urge everyone in your family, your friends. And you know what? It may be a little uncomfortable with some of these discussions, but you've got to bring it up. You know, listen, God wants to see bold people that will stand up for the innocent and for those who have no voice. 
We cannot allow this uh, to pass on our watch. I've spent decades in the pro-life movement. Folks, I was talking to a pro-life leader yesterday. We have spent decades at the State House passing pro-life laws. All of our work and all those who have preceded us and actually those who have gone to, the, you know, uh, passed away, all their good work will be gone if you allow these people to pass this in November. We can't let that happen. Uh, the, you know, the religious right, the conservatives in this country and in this state have to rise up and we have to come out in force and we have to overwhelm these people on the ballot and vote no on issue one. Seth, your thoughts. Amen, Chris. Amen. There is just no way to, again, you cannot overestimate the importance of this. It is a very devilish and very smart effort. So think of the progressive agenda. For years, they could not get their efforts through Congress. They could not pass pass sweeping abortion laws. They wanted to make it legal that way. It wouldn't work. They couldn't get the state houses to pass it in very many states. So what did they do? They went to the Supreme Court. In 1973, with Roe v. Wade, they struck down the overwhelming majority, all that most of the states had criminalized abortion, struck down all of those laws across the country. And for decades then, they had their abortion regime forced throughout the entire country. And now, decades later, what happened? We finally dismantled Roe v. Wade, a critical moment in our history where we finally said, you know what? We can fix things. We can still move forward in equality, human rights for all people. But the pro-abortion group said, okay, no good. They lost the Supreme Court. What do they do? They still can't win through the legislative process. What you reference is for years we have been working hard, state house to state house, to actually pass laws the way they're meant to be passed, right? Through legislatures. And yes. they can't do that. So what are they doing now? Now they're using direct democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a representative republic. But they're using direct democracy efforts with massive funding and massive misinformation campaigns to win. So when you go into a state and tell women, okay, and tell young men, if you don't pass my abortion law, your wife, if she's pregnant and miscarries, she will die. What are they going to do? They're going to follow them. They believe the lies. It is shocking. It's devilish, but they found a new strategy. Let's, mis- let's convince the people to vote for this thing. They probably would not vote on it if they really understood it. Let's terrify them, introduce some fear mongering to make them vote for it. And let's go around the state house again. And let's do this. And they have found a new strategy to force to voice their progressive, dangerous agenda on all of us. And what happens? Women and children are always at risk. This is always the tale of what happens in the progressive agenda. We know women are at risk right now with the transgender battle, another issue we should talk a lot about. And I'm sure I know you do, right? Women are the ones who are, are hurting through that. Children are going to be literally dying through this. Women will be hurt who are having abortions through this. So Again, critically, the progressives are marching over, stomping on the dead bodies of children, hurting women, as they go around the way our country was built, meant to work through the legislative process. It's clever. It's smart. But it's time that we say, you know what? No, not enough. And Ohio can be that state. State by state, they have, they've been winning across the country. We can be the domino that refuses to fall. And I pray that we will be. We're talking with Seth Dreyer. He is uh, with Created Equal. We're talking about the door-to-door and phone bank effort and the grassroots effort to defeat Issue 1 on November 7th. But early voting begins on October 11th, so there are going to be fellow Ohioans who cast that vote early. Uh, that vote early, and so we must get to their doors. We may, must call them on the phones. We must get them literature to vote no on issue one. There can't be any confusion about what people deciding because they are choosing either life or they're choosing death. They're choosing blessing or cursing. You know, God is going to hold us accountable, folks, of what we do here in Ohio. 
For the last uh, number of months since January, we've been on this issue and telling you about it on this program, but all across the state, my fellow conservatives over the airwaves have been doing the same, and the pro-life, pro-family conservative organizations have been sounding the alarm. That's why 1.3 million of us went to the ballot and voted uh, uh, to support a constitutional increase on August 8th. Unfortunately, we were not successful. But now we must be de- successful in defeating Issue 1 on November 7th. That's why we need you to get involved. So I'm going to have Seth give the information again to go to Create Equal. We will have the information up on our website. So listen, stop what you're doing, pay attention, and uh, I'm also going to give you our phone number because some of you say, well, I don't know how to use the Internet or something, and you need the phone number. I'll give you that as well, and then we'll direct you over the phone. But, Seth, go ahead and, and give us the links again to Create Equal for those who want to be involved with both the door-to-door effort of opposing Issue 1 and the phone bank effort of opposing Issue 1. Absolutely. So, again, no matter who you are, don't say, I can't do that. Anyone can do this. You can make phone calls or you can knock on doors. So it's very simple. Go to createdequal.org. That's as in we are all created equal. Createdequal.org slash issue one. One is a digit. Createdequal.org slash issue one. You can choose phone banking, door knocking, whatever you want to do, tell us. and Let us know what county you're in. We'll immediately connect you with those near you who are doing this to get you plugged in. We need you. It's all hands on deck now. And as you said, Chris, we'll look back and we'll know that what win or lose, we'll, we'll, we will all know what we did or did not do. And that's going to stick with us forever. The Ohio Christian Alliance will also have a handout of Vote No on Issue 1. That will be available on our website as a PDF where you can just click and print. But also we will be mailing them out to churches statewide. And so that information will be available on our website at ohioca.org or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. Also, if you just can write down this phone number, if you've missed the other information, phone us at 330 337-1922. Again, that's 330-887-1922. We'll make sure that you get connected with Created Equal in the effort of the grassroots effort to defeat Issue 1 in November. Well, Seth, thank you for all that you're doing on this. And uh, in fact, uh, those folks getting involved with the training sessions of using the i360 phone app going door to door uh, is going to be very great. Uh, the work that you're doing with that, making it very simple, and uh, all someone needs is really a cell phone, and most of us have that now. But what are some? Uh, we just got about a minute left. What's your uh, final thoughts on this? Yeah, I would just say that um, as we've been saying, you know, we, we must win. Victory is critical here because the lives of thousands of babies. Are on, are on the chopping block. The parental rights for families are on the chopping block. So it's critical that we fight. And it's all critical that we win, but it's also critical that we fight. Our neighbors are watching us, right? And if we truly believe that God really is God, that He is good, that He hates evil so much that He sent His Son to die for us, to save us from our sins, it's critical that we live that out by saying we are not going to allow this evil to pass. That's our gospel witness. We are not going to allow victims to be killed every day and forgotten. The people are watching us. We must stand up. We must say no. Vote no on issue one. Absolutely. Seth, thanks for being my uh, guest on the program today, and thank you for all you're doing to help defeat issue one. God bless you, my friend. God bless you too, Chris. Take care. Well, if you've missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. Also, we encourage your contributions. It will help us print and distribute the bulletin insert to oppose issue one. And you can make a contribution on our website, again, 
at ohioca.org. Thanks for listening, and God bless. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.